Welcome back to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together. This is Lindsay, and first I just want to thank you, of course, for being here. You're really in for a treat this week because Jenna is going to share her five things that she's learned in her 34 years. In a previous episode, I shared my five life lessons, and this was just a fun way for us just to share insights and not just little tidbits and takeaways, but life stories to go along with those to hopefully resonate and hit home for our listeners. It's all about life experience and bringing you the real stuff. Again, thank you for being here. We really value all of our listeners. And to kick off this week, we wanted to start off with a listener spotlight. And this comes from Julie S. And she writes, is it Tuesday yet? I look forward to this podcast every week. I've adopted new tricks on how to think more positively and how to have a more open mind. The intros are hilarious and real. Thank you, ladies, for helping me identify the BS that's holding me back. You are the best. Thank you so, so much, Julie. This is amazing. We love to hear your feedback and see what resonates with you guys and see what you enjoy and what you're learning and how it's impacting your lives. Share these episodes with someone who you may think may benefit from it. And of course, subscribe and leave us a five-star. That helps us be seen and contributes to our mission to impact as many lives as possible. I don't want to keep you guys any longer. So on with the show. Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. This is Jenna. And I'm Lindsay. And we have part two of the five things that we've learned and have affected us the most profoundly. And so Lindsay shared hers, which were amazing. And it's my turn to... Yes. Give you a little insight on the things that I've learned. And I, I would say some of these things have come into play more the last year. A lot of them have been a work in progress. And it's kind of like that thing where the lesson keeps presenting itself until you learn it. And I think we do learn lessons. And I think after that, it's a test to make sure that you learned it and you absorbed it and you will just because you learn a lesson doesn't mean the problems go away so that's that's one takeaway I'll start with right out of the gate so this was a big one for me and this is one that I just recently had to really come to terms with and it's that it's okay to ask for help and I mean that in the sense that if you're struggling and you need somebody to talk to, just know that you are not a burden. Your friends and the people who love you are there for you and they want to help you. Nobody ever wants you to closet struggle. Don't sit there and spin your own wheels and get in your own head. Sometimes it just helps venting to a friend, having those that you care the most about that you can trust and be vulnerable with have your back. And even if you have to be that person to be annoying for however long you're going through your funk or the things that you're going through, maybe it's something that's an ongoing issue with, you know, if you're divorced and you have a, a, a spouse that's not cooperating and it's like the ongoing thing that you feel like you can't stop talking about, it doesn't matter. You're not a burden. And I know from experience that I always tried to hold down my own shit and be strong for everybody else. And I, I think that a lot of people will do this. It's not that we want to be inauthentic and seem like we have it all together, but I think really the underlying fear is that people will think that we don't have our shit together mm -hmm. and that we're not as perfect as we make it seem and 
that we are a burden. I mean, I know I felt that way, that I would feel like I'm putting my crap on somebody else and that's just not fair, which that's just not true. So um, the other thing too about this is you can ask for help whether when you're struggling, but you can also ask for help when it's just something very benign. And I, I'm going to use you as an example, Lindsay, because I remember when you were like, I don't even think Avery was maybe a year, maybe a little over. And I think she was sick. She'd been sick in the hospital a couple of times. And you're like, I just, I need to run to the grocery store. I need to get milk. And I'm like, I'm going to the grocery store. What do you need? I will pick up the items that you need. So you don't have to leave the house with a sick child. And even that little thing about maybe having allowing somebody to help you and allowing somebody to come out and have your back. My husband is one of those dudes who doesn't like to ask for help, but I can tell you what, when we do get help, it is so appreciated and it feels so good to be loved on by our friends and family. So I think just the takeaway here is you don't have to carry everything on your own, whether it's big or small. And help comes in many forms. It can come in the form of just asking a friend. Um, It can come in the form of venting and crying, having somebody who will hold space for you. It comes in the form of having a coach or a therapist. I have a therapist. And I know some people think that's a really weird thing to just come out and say and talk about. But I go to therapy. I used to go every week. I'm, I'm down to every other week now. And it has been monumental in my growth in the last year. I think there is no shame in having a therapist or a coach. In fact, it shows a huge amount of strength and self-awareness. Amen. It's profound and like what you said with the awareness, but therapy isn't for people who are broken. No. Therapy and counseling and coaching and all that, it's for people who want to get better. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are people who are non-functioning who are in therapy for trauma and all kinds of things, but there's nothing shameful about having a therapist. The most brilliant, smartest people, the most successful people in this world have therapists. Yeah, and coaches Mm -hmm. and people that help them. If you think that you can do everything on your own, you are mistaken and you are probably overwhelmed, stressed, and completely in a place that is of your own doing, really. And that's something that I had to realize. I think I broke down in therapy and I'll share a little bit about this. I had my first slow time in my business. My business has been gangbuster since I started it five years ago. I've been very blessed. I was telling Lindsay, and it's funny because in the last podcast, you talked about luck and how we work hard and luck. You know, some people think that manifestation might be luck. Um, I think, I think building anything, a business or a life is like making a cake. You have all of the ingredients, hard work, tenacity, grit, and then you have salt is the luck. That's the grace that we sprinkle (laughs) on top. And without it, it's going to taste funny. So we have a little bit of that. But I think I've I've been a very hard worker. And so it was kind of a shock. I didn't know. I'm, I'm a certainty freak. Tony Robbins talks about the six human needs and certainty is one of those and uncertainty is another. Certainty is mine. And if I feel like my boat is being rocked or I can't see my path in front of me, I freak the fuck out. (laughs) It's just how I've always been. And so um, it was scary. I got through it. Things are amazing again. And I think I, I was listening to a podcast and I was like, I wonder what my comeback story would ever be because I've never had a low point ever. I mean, 
I've had struggles in my life and in my business, but as far as like having something that was truly through me for a loop and made me just question everything, this was the opportunity. It's an AFCO, another fucking growth opportunity. And holy shit, my poor husband <laughs> was like, oh my God, Jenna, can you date Jess? He, he was a blessing and Lindsay was a great support. And I think I broke down in therapy and just cried. I had an ugly cry moment in therapy because I was like, I feel like I'm holding all of this myself. And my therapist is like, that can get really heavy after a while. Mm-hmm. And so I came over one night, I think shortly after that, and I was like, I'm crying. And I'm like, I just have to come over and cry because the therapist told me I need to. <laughs> and I was just so... So know that you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed and you don't need to carry it all. And life comes with ups and downs. I had my friend who, and I have fellow business owners who are like, this is totally normal. You're cool. It's great. I just needed to learn it. I needed to go through it. And I'm sure it's not the last time. Um, so, and I think too, I, I, I personally amplify things a little bit worse in my own brain than <laughs> than what's really going on. I think a lot of us do that, actually. It's very normal. Yeah. So huge growth opportunity. But the thing that I took away from that the absolute most was asking for help. And that included reaching out to clients and and friends and stuff and saying, hey, do you know anyone who needs the amazing services that I offer? And a lot of those people will come through for you. So yeah. Yeah. But you did the work and you realize, okay, this is on me. I have to pull my ass out of this. I got to do this. Mm -hmm. So you were resourceful in saying, okay, this is what's going on. If I'm going to get out of it, I have to do it myself because I know you were thinking all of the things. I thought all of the, and I'm telling you, and this isn't just, I think if you are a business owner and you haven't gone through this yet, this, this period of, oh shit, where's my next meal going to come from? You know, they always say that having a business is feast or famine. And I was like, well, not not for me. I'm feast all day, every day. Um, but I think the other thing too, is it doesn't just apply to business. It's the same thing with life. And so if you have this experience, it's okay. Like I didn't want to talk about it. I almost felt ashamed of it, mm-hmm. which was crazy. And that was part of the not wanting to ask for help. I love to be the person who helps everyone else. It's not that I'm a people pleaser. It's just that I find great joy in being able to guide and help others. It makes me feel tr- feel truly fulfilled. And so I'm like, how can I guide and help others if I feel like I don't even have my shit together? Which brings me to my second point. Lesson number two is you were born to be real, not to be perfect. And if you are the per- if you're the type of person who wants to be perfect or appear like you are perfect, you are being inauthentic. You are lying to yourself and others, and it's not true. It's not the truth. And it's also this huge expectation I think we put on ourselves to be perfect. And what I want to shed light on is. If there's anything I've learned about perfectionism, because I've always, I'm, I don't think I'm type A. I don't even know what really that is, but I was a straight A student. I graduated summa cum laude from college. I'm a good learner. I'm a good student. I'm just, I excel at everything that I try to do because I don't quit. I just keep going. But part of that too is you can fall into the perfection piece of it where, oh, I don't even want to do this because it's not perfect. I can't put this out there because it's not perfect. I can't 
post this because it's not perfect. And we've talked about that in past podcasts, but perfectionism is a form of insecurity. It screams, I'm not secure enough with myself as I am to put myself out there as I am. And I feel like people will judge me for that or not like me for who I am. And that's not to say you just want to half-ass everything. You always want to use your full ass. (laughs) (laughs) But you seriously don't need to be perfect. It's crazy. B minus work. Brooke Castillo talks about B minus work. And I think when I heard that, like not everything has to be an A plus before you put it out there or you hit send or if you, a B minus is still above average. And I keep that in mind when I'm designing. Not that I ever want to give my clients anything that isn't amazing. But sometimes it's just like, you know what? This is, this is good. This is good how it is. It is. And so you're talking about putting yourself out there as far like my photo's not perfect or this post isn't perfect. But many of us resonate the most with people who put their real self out there, who mm-hmm. are real, who don't get all glammed up on their stories, who just tell it like it is, who aren't perfect. That's who we most of us can relate to the most. There are a few people who... I'm not going to name names because it doesn't matter, but that I had to unfollow on social media because I was like, I can't do this. Like, it makes me feel less than because I see you perfect all the time and I don't understand. And then I'm judging them. Like, how is it that you're always this way? And I'm making up stories about them because of this to make myself feel better. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're absolutely right. We identify and connect more with people who are real with us and authentic than people who try to act like they have it all together. And one of the things that I want to bring up about perfectionism and being real and not perfect is when I went through the struggle that I spoke about in the first part of this, where my business, it was like not as busy as I wanted to be. I was beating myself up a lot about the way I was feeling because I have a podcast all about personal development. You know, I sit here and I talk about things that I've struggled with or that have helped me that I feel like I can't help myself right now. I'm like, I'm a personal development junkie. How am I? Why am I feeling like this? How could I feel these feelings? How could I possibly? And I felt like a fraud. I felt like, who are you to be talking about this stuff when you are struggling in this way? And what I realized and learned is you're still human. And you can listen to all the podcasts and you can do all the hard work and that shit is still going to come around. And like I said, the lesson, it'll keep coming until you learn it. But even after you learn it, you're going to be tested. And having emotions and feeling crappy is part of the human experience. Just because you can't personal develop your way to perfection (laughs) and you have to understand that What we're doing with personal development is giving ourselves the tools to get through it quicker, faster, easier when we do come upon it than, oh, well, I just, I have this all figured out. You know, that's why we call, we always say, that's why we call this podcast the art of getting your shit together because it's just like art. Sometimes it's a masterpiece and sometimes it's total dog shit that we would never want to show anyone. (laughs) (laughs) And, um you know, the masterpieces go on the fridge and we get the accolades for that. But the the hard work and the dozens of revisions on the things that we're putting out into the world, including ourselves, that's just part of it. And Lindsay and I, we go through our crap, we have our struggles, and it is 100% 
real, even though we have a podcast and we come to you each week to help you, who would we be if we weren't still experiencing these things? And and being honest about it. Yeah, we have to be able to have the experiences and talk about it. Like you said, nobody's going to listen to somebody who hasn't been through certain things in their life. So the perfection isn't real. Um, that's a big one. I think a lot of people struggle with perfection and you were born to be real, not perfect. Perfection does not exist. And we can't stress that enough. And how exhausting is that to always try to put on a front that you're perfect? We will never do that on this podcast or in our life because we are human. And real feelings, real experiences should be acknowledged and shared. Yeah. So if you are going through a, a crappy time, if something is happening to you, and you feel like you should just know better than to feel this way, and you start beating yourself up about it, I want to tell you to give yourself some grace and understand that you have feelings and you're human. And if you didn't, you would be a sociopath and we'd have way bigger problems (laughs) (laughs) than you just feeling like shit for a while. I think understanding, I actually have a client, an amazing client who makes this gorgeous jewelry and it's all meaningful jewelry it's not just like you know tiffany's something something it's this charm that i bought and it says this too shall pass and i'll link to it in the show notes if anyone wants to buy this charm i don't get any anything perks from it or anything but it it's something that i look at and i realize okay we know that life is going to be hard and we're going to experience crappy emotion at least half the time and that'll pass and then when we're up that'll pass too and we'll come back down and it's learning how to ride the waves i had a good friend tell me you know the waves are always going to come you have to learn to surf and i loved i loved that and it's funny because it's my hairstylist nikki shout out to you um i put it on my instagram feed too but i was like man she doesn't know i'm gonna quote her for the rest of her life on this but that was some good freaking advice (laughs) she's like jenna you gotta buy a surfboard and i was like you know what you're right i don't have one of those yet (laughs) so so yeah don't pretend to be perfect and stop striving for perfection be you be authentic and own it and we, we want to be friends with those people, not the people who have it all together all the time. My next lesson is, and this kind of goes with the first one, which it's okay to ask for help, but it's kind of a different take on it. So if you don't ask, you don't get, and you might even miss out. Ooh. So uh, we have Andrea, or we had Andrea on the podcast last week, and I was like, there's no way this amazing person is going to come on little old us on our podcast. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm just going to ask. And I did. And they're like, sure. I'm like, that's so cool. I mean, imagine if I would have just sat there in fear of being rejected instead and not taken the chance. I mean, oh my God. I just, all I had to do was ask. You know what I mean? Like if you don't ask, you're never going to receive. And not that this life is all about what you get, but I think a lot of us are too afraid to ask for what we want in this life Mm -hmm. or ask more of ourselves and of other people around us. If you don't ask, nobody can read your mind. So you need to put out there what you want. Yeah. We always hear that. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. No is being told no, the worst that can happen to you. But you know what you're going to think about more? I should have asked. Yes. Oh, what could have happened if I would have asked that? 
and then you spin about it and you're going to think about it more when you should have just asked and gotten your answer. Yes or no. Cause what if it was a yes? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now what? Let's do that. Or if it was a no, okay, now what? Then you can make a plan instead of spinning about it and wishing you had or hadn't or what could have been different. Right. Absolutely. And I I think this is something that applies to life and business. There used to be times where I would um, not ask about, I would dread when contracts would come up for renewal because I was afraid they were going to say, no, we don't want to renew your contract. And then I would be spinning down, you know, this complete hole of despair, which is also an exaggeration because that happens in my brain. <laughs> but again, you, totally normal. Yeah, totally. Uh, if you don't ask, if you if you don't put it out there, you risk never knowing. There are things that you will miss out on if you don't just ask. And if the worst thing is that somebody says no to you, that is really not a bad thing. There could be way worse things than being told no. And while I'm at it, no doesn't mean they're rejecting you as a person. We don't have to take things so personally all the time in this life. I think a no is just a no. And that goes for if you ask somebody to do something and they're like, no. If somebody is respecting their boundaries or their time and they have to say no to something and you're on the receiving end of the no, just know that that's not a no to you personally. It's just a no. So we need to kind of stop demonizing the word no. And I think really it needs to be a more prominent word that we use in our vocabulary. There's a lot of unnecessary drama created by ourselves around a no. Yeah. When it could be so simple. Yeah. And there are amazing opportunities that can be had if you ask. And if you if you know what you want, you ask for what you want or you go for it. And uh, don't worry about the no. Don't worry about the outcome. The outcome isn't the goal. It's getting to ask first. Like that's that's the action that you're taking. And that's what the part you have control over. Exactly. You don't have control over the outcome of everything. I think control is such a, oh my gosh, I could probably do 10 more lessons on this podcast. But control is another thing. It's just a complete illusion. All we have control over is ourselves and how we show up and what we do, what actions we take. So don't be afraid to ask the questions. Don't be afraid to go for what you want. You might just get a yes. And that's pretty freaking awesome. I remember when we got the yes from Andrea, and and that was just like a recent example, but I've gotten yeses on things that I was like, there's no way. There's just no way they're going to say yes to this. Mm -hmm. And they did. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And it feels so good. And you should celebrate it. Yeah. Number four is listen more than you talk. We all love to talk and want to be heard. But there is a, a serious inequity between talking and listening. And people want to be heard. So one of the things that I have learned, especially recently, with having my own business and, and also just trying to be a better person is listening to understand instead of listening to respond. And this especially happens in relationships. I know in my relationship... One of the things that I try to do with my husband is if we're having a disagreement or if there's something that he's venting to me, maybe about work or whatever it might be, instead of me trying to think 10 steps ahead in the conversation, 
<laughs> and try to come in with swoop in with my grand thing that I'm going to say, I listen to understand before I formulate any thoughts or opinions in my head about something. I just think it's so important to do that. And one of the things that I want to emphasize is that people do not want to be fixed and they did not ask for your advice. (laughs) And I learned this the hard way since I am the type of person who I love to help people and I don't like to see people struggle. And this kind of goes into play with what we talked about on the previous podcast with Lindsay. I'm like, don't try to fix everybody's struggles. And I hated seeing people struggle. So I'd be like, oh, you know what? You should just try this thing. Or maybe have you ever done this? And then, you know, fill in the blank. And people were like, yeah, 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 great. And I realized that nobody takes my advice. I love to give advice, but nobody takes my advice. You know why? Because they didn't freaking ask for it. All they wanted to do was be heard. They didn't want to be fixed. And I think when we listen to understand, we are engaging in the empathy side of ourselves. And I want to talk a little bit about the difference between empathy and sympathy, because when we're listening to somebody, we can listen with empathy or we can hear what they're saying and feel sympathy. And empathy is when you put yourself in the shoes of another person, it's being able to recognize and share the emotions that they're going through. So it's something that you might not have ever experienced yourself, but you can understand how they would feel. If you were in that position, you could probably feel and resonate with those emotions that they're experiencing. Whereas sympathy is feeling compassion, sorrow, pity, those emotions for another person. It it doesn't involve a shared perspective or shared emotions. You just feel bad for them. And so when we listen to hear them, and understand them, we create a very strong connection of empathy and a deep sense of trust. People love that. And I know that's one of the ways that I am trying to show up more for people is just be more empathetic and understand that this person doesn't want all their problems fixed. They are grown-ass adults. They can do it themselves. They just need somebody to listen and be there for them. And I think the lesson comes into play with me going through my own shit where I would come to certain people and I was like, no, 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 okay, I don't need you to fix it. It's like that video, it's not about the nail. Have you seen that? Yeah. (laughs) It's not about the nail and this girl has this nail in her forehead and she's like, I just have this headache and it's, oh, my head is pounding and all my sweaters are getting snagged. And her boyfriend's like, or her husband's like, have you just thought about pulling the nail out of your head? She's like, it's not about the nail. And he's like, okay, that must be really hard. And she's like, thank you so much. You understand me. (laughs) (laughs) And so I always go back to it's not about the nail. And, And when Jake and I are having a conversation and I'm venting about something, he'll like chime in to try to fix it. Cause that's, I think our first inclination is to always try to help people. And he's like, yep. It's not about the nail. Let me back up. Mm -hmm. You're just venting. I think, too, we get wrapped up in our own shit a lot. So just hold space for somebody else and just be a better listener. Listening is key in so many areas. And if you want to build a relationship in any space, you better learn how to listen. Listening can be really difficult for some people when really when we take our own judgment out of it and don't even question what they're saying and just go at it from curiosity and empathy yep. and holding that space for somebody, 
that's when real connection is made. If you can adopt that and learn how to really listen and intend to actively listen, people are going to be drawn to you differently because you are that person because a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. I think we're really missing empathy. That is what emotional intelligence is, is really being an empathetic human being. We don't need more sympathy. We don't need more compassion. We need more people to show up with empathy because empathy is the window to vulnerability. It's how we can really be vulnerable without feeling defensive. I can come to somebody that I feel and be vulnerable and share anything if I know they're going to hold that space for me and just be empathetic. It doesn't mean that they have to understand everything that I'm going through. If you can make somebody feel heard and understood, that is the cornerstone of connection, of human connection. And we all crave connection. We are a species that needs to be connected to one another. And disconnect is all around us. We're disconnected because we don't have real interactions anymore with our phones and our technology. And when you are present with people, be present with people. We had Liz Illig on the podcast a few weeks ago, and she talks about just being present, being there for people, loving on people. And one of the best ways we can love everyone around us is just to be there to listen. Mm -hmm. Don't fix everything all the time. Fix your own shit. Don't fix everyone else's stuff. They don't want it. Well, and part of that too is unless somebody takes responsibility for their own stuff and unless they're ready to fix something, the efforts that you're putting into fixing somebody or helping somebody when they're not ready is just wasted. So your your effort of listening and offering that understanding and connection with somebody is going to do wonders for them versus trying to sit there and fix all their stuff. And I know it's it's something that I don't want everyone to get too caught up in because I know we all just want to help and be good humans out in the world and thank God for that. But just something to be mindful of and think of. Number five, my next one is to be intentional. When I am intentional, meaning I intend to show up in a certain way that is pre-planned, I have a more successful day, I am more successful in my relationships and in my life in general, in my business, everything. So be intentional with your time. Don't waste your time. We talked about how time is the most precious commodity that we have. It's the great equalizer. We all have the same amount. And I know I'm speaking from personal experience. I can be a master time waster. <laughs> and I can really spin my wheels, like going down rabbit holes, learning about T-Rexes for no reason. <laughs> True Other story. than curiosity, yeah. I mean, the internet is a beautiful thing, but it's also a place where we can really lose out on a lot of time and presence. So being intentional with your time, being intentional with your money. This is something that um, with the recent turn of events in my business, it was like, okay, wow. So we really need to watch what we're spending for a little while while things are a little tight. And everyone has experienced this in some way, shape, or form. And... What I want to offer is that if you are intentional with your money and how you spend your money, you can feel better about the things that you buy and the services that you purchase. So if you think, do I really need this? Is this going to provide me with a temporary happiness and give me a little dopamine boost? 
Or is this something that's an ongoing thing? Is this something that I really need? Because mm-hmm. I think, especially when you're doing well and you have you don't have a money problem, if you're blessed enough to not have a money problem, you can just be like, oh, I have the money. I can spend this. It's no problem. And um, And some people are like that whether they have the money or not. What I've been doing, what I've adopted into my life is, is this an intentional purpose? Am I thinking about this before I hit buy now on Amazon? Yeah. Or is it just something that I can just do because eh, I want it and I want it now. And guess what? It's like same day shipping now. So cool. I don't even have to go to the store. I can be braless and shop and get it tomorrow. Fantastic. It's a great life. <laughs> it is a great life. So spending your money with intention um, and understanding that when we do spend our time and our money, it's all about the law of circulation, We put it out there. You can't just sit on your money and not ever spend money because when you spend your money, that goes to somebody else and that helps them. And then they spend the money and it helps some other other people. And so it kind of goes in this beautiful merry-go-round where it circulates and we all benefit. But you cannot sit there and just be willy-nilly with your time and your money. So just really understanding that. Um, Plan your day. I can't. There are days that I still don't do this and there are days that I do. And the days that I plan out my day and I live my day with intention, I set my intention for how I want to show up, which is confident, whatever that is that day. If I need some a boost of confidence, I'm going to be a confident human being that day. That's how I go out into the world. Um, setting your intentions for meetings and how you're going to show up for other people. That's really important. And just planning, just planning. A good old fashioned plan never hurt anyone. And if you're a spontaneous and you like to fly by the seat of your pants, more power to you. But I encourage you to try to at least block out your time in some capacity so that you are not just letting time get away from you. Your goals aren't going to complete themselves. (laughs) They don't just come true. (laughs) You really have to put in the effort and the work. And part of that is writing it down and taking the small steps and a bite here, a bite there and and getting one foot in front of the other and moving forward. So anyone who's successful plans their day, they write shit down, they write down their goals. And the people who are on the top making millions of dollars or succeeding in life, however, whatever success means to you, they're being intentional. And one of the things too that I think we can be intentional about is showing up in a way that is our best self. We always talk about personal brand and you're going to have shitty days. You're going to have down times just like I spoke about before. Don't beat yourself up for that. When you can't be your best self, ask for grace and just put it out there that you're doing your best in that moment. You can still do your best when you're having a shitty day. You don't have to be a dick. You don't have to be an asshole. One of my core values is don't be an asshole. And guess what? Sometimes I still show up as an asshole and it sucks. And then you have to apologize and clean up your mess. And that will happen to all of us because we're still human. Um, but and that's okay. Yeah, it is okay. It is okay. It's not okay to let that be inherently who you are. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. But it is okay to mess up, acknowledge it, learn from it, and move on. Yeah. And give others the grace to mess up. Exactly. Because I think it's one thing to expect perf- perfection out of ourselves but we a lot of times hold others to expectations that are completely unrealistic and then we get disappointed and pissed off when it doesn't manifest or it doesn't come to fruition or we're disappointed because they didn't do xyz 
And I think that also plays into intention. Don't set intentions for other people. The expectations we place upon others can be crippling sometimes. None of us are perfect. We're all just doing our best, hopefully. And we do what we can with what we have in the moment. So those are my takeaways. I have a couple bonus ones if you want to hear them. Okay, so this is my bonus number one, or actually lesson number six. (laughs) Start something. If that means a side hustle, if you've always wanted to start a business, do it. Even if it means taking tiny little baby steps, opening an Etsy shop, whatever it is, having a business or a way to make money on your own terms is so empowering and it's a game changer in your life and it's fucking scary and it fucking sucks sometimes but you know what it is the biggest blessing it's the biggest growth opportunity for my life is having a business especially speaking from the last two months where I felt like I was I was just in a funk funkadelic funk of funks and I'm not making light of that whatsoever that shit's going to happen and it's real and you will learn coping mechanisms and ways to grow that you didn't even know was possible. And it's one of the reasons I can sit here. I don't have credentials to be like Lindsay was saying in hers. She's like, oh, who am I? You know, who am I? Well, I'm somebody who has learned a tremendous amount just by growing, by having a business and how that has played into my life. Like when we interview amazing women and men who are kicking ass in their businesses and lives. The reason we want to bring interviews to you and people who are doing amazing things in their businesses is because it has created an amazing, enormous opportunity for growth in their life. The people who are crushing it in business are hopefully having amazing lives. And to make it known that it is possible. Yes, anything is possible. We are all not unicorns. Who are doing this. Right. People ask, oh my gosh, you're so brave to do a podcast. How amazing. I'm like, yeah. They're like, how do you do that? I'm like, we just fucking do it. We just did it. We just started. Yep. I think just knowing that for me personally, I can look at other people who seem to be just kicking ass in business and I'm like, fuck, I get into the comparison thing. I'm like, oh, she can do it, but I can't. Or he can do it. And I don't think that's possible for me. And I'm here to tell you that even though I am crushing it in my business and I have been for five years, that to somebody else might look like, oh, I can't do that myself. She can do it, but I can't. And that's bullshit. Everybody can do this. You have every single opportunity that so many people did not have. You have an information superhighway in the palm of your hand every day that we're trolling on social media instead of learning a skill or doing something worth giving a damn about. So start something. If you utilize your resources with intention, yeah, you can do it. There's online courses up the bajingo these days. You can learn anything. And guess what? God bless the people who create online courses or the online subscriptions where you can learn things because that means that you don't have to cherry pick through the internet and piece it all together yourself. Somebody like, here it is, served it up to you on a silver platter. This is what it is. Uh, I did that with B-School. B-School is amazing. I I wish that I I could have like plugged this before B-School closed, but that's Marie Forleo's program. If you want to start an online business, it's worth the investment. 
You can do payment plans. So there is no excuse either. If you want to invest in something, there are ways to invest. Invest in yourself and bet on yourself. I promise you it will pay back tenfold. So start something. And then just this little thing, and I know I've talked about asking, 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 ask for help, ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. get. But one more little thing about asking is when you ask better questions, you get better answers. So instead of asking, why is this happening to me? But if instead you say, where is the lesson? How can I get through this? What can I do in order to make myself better or learn and move forward? That's that's where the growth opportunity is. Amen. So I love that. We can be victims. And I can tell you, I think I go through like a little funk, like a funkadelic. It's kind of seasonal here in Arizona where it's like right as it starts to get hot and you kind of like, I know in back home in the Midwest, that's winter time where everyone's like, oh, we haven't seen the sun in 17 years and it's freaking cold out where we get here in the summer, we're like stir crazy. And I know I always say it's my June gloom, but you'll go through cycles where you might not feel your best. But if you take the time to learn from those downtimes and prepare yourself for the waves that come, the good stuff, holy shit, your life will be amazing. So... And ask those questions. Yeah, I think we can really just have an amazing life if we ask the right questions of ourselves and others. So Mm -hmm. those are my two little bonuses. That was beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad you added those in. (laughs) Something that I was thinking of. I was thinking of those things as I was talking. I was like, oh, these would be great to to do at the very end. So. Well, it's profound because it all comes back to yourself and the things that you can control. We should take more responsibility for what we can control because that just emulates and duplicates what we want in our life and how and how we're showing up and mm-hmm. the life that we're creating. Absolutely. And this little artwork that we call life is going to have its fair shares of ups, downs, excitement, sadness. Um, you're not a houseplant. <laughs> And you're not at the effect of everything going around you. You can really be in charge of your own destiny. And um, that's what I got for you today. It was beautiful. Thank you for sharing (laughs) all of those. This was fun. I liked this. I hope everybody else really liked these. I thought this was a great idea. It's like, hmm, I had to do a lot of self-reflection. Like, what have I actually learned? And what better way than to share some of the shit? Because I can't stand it when people come up and say, oh, everything is great all the time amazing la 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 i just i'm like whatever man that's not true that's not life i saw this quote recently it's not about how far you fall it's about how well you bounce mm-hmm. and that's really what personal development is because like my friend said you have the waves they're going to come there's ups there's downs the higher you climb the further it is to fall but the higher you can bounce so we learn to bounce we learn to bounce quicker faster easier Maybe not easier. Maybe it's always hard. And as I will say, I've said in other podcasts, and you'll never hear us stop saying this, but things that are worth having in life and doing are hard. It's hard work. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be as satisfying and gratifying. So that's that's the damn truth. It's just the way it is. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed this little series. 
Share this with somebody if you found that it helped you. The more people that we can get to listen, the more people that satisfy our mission to help people. Um, We are not sitting here, like I said, trying to fix all your problems. They're still going to be there, but hopefully we can provide some inspiration, insight, um, lessons learned from us personally because we go through the shit too so that you can be empowered and learn maybe some techniques, tips, trades, tools, other things that start with T that you can (laughs) take in your own life. Takeaways. (laughs) Ha that's a T. (laughs) (laughs) So until next time, we'll be here same time, same place next week. Perfect. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. The Art of Getting Your Shit Together is produced and edited by LD Coaching and Blush Cactus Boutique Design Studio. We would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and subscribe, leave us five stars, and write a quick review. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends so that we can continue to grow our tribe. Tag us on Instagram at tagist underscore podcast with your shares, and we'll feature you on our story. Don't forget to grab our free guide, five things you can do right now to get your shit together and start living your best life over at tagus.com slash kick more ass. Remember your life only gets better when you decide to grow and it's never too late to get your shit together.